Well, I'm excited to start to have another unsubscribe podcast. I feel like it's been ages since I've been on. I can't remember the last conversation yeah. we had. That last podcast I was on, I don't remember. So would that be... So you were on the Bible one. Yeah, I was on the Bible. Bible. Is, is that the last one I was on? I'm trying to think if you were on... I don't think I have been on here. On Christmas? Ever. I don't think... I wasn't on Christmas. There was one... There was Beauty with yeah, I was Charlotte on that one. Yeah. Science and Faith was me, Angus and yeah. the rest. So yeah, maybe it was that one. Wow. Well, it's lovely to be back on Unsubscribe. <laughs> um, maybe people don't even recognise my voice anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm Tanya, um, part of the Unsubscribe team. And today I'm joined with Joel. Hi, everyone. Who's also part of the Unsubscribe team. And we've got a special guest in the building. <laughs> Christina! <laughs> everyone we welcome you christina welcome to the unsubscribe team my first time on the podcast yeah i was asking christina if she's ever been on it and uh we're the first yeah i'm glad we are on it um thank you so much for joining us that's okay we are recording actually in my mum's house um on a friday night um but yeah i hope you guys enjoy the conversation if you have already seen the title you'll know what we're talking about today we're talking about feminism um the church and whether the two can coexist um and some people may ask the question uh, why why are you even asking as if that's not possible um but i think it's a very important conversation especially as a lot more content around feminism is being circulated especially on social media platforms like tiktok instagram i feel like the gen z millennials and actually mm. most people are, are, mm. are sort of yeah. catching up on this topic and um yeah, I just think it's very interesting because whatever happens on social platforms and stuff is a reflection of society. Yeah. Um, but then it's interesting to see how whatever's being said on those social platforms, how then it reflects in the church. Um, because it would be ignorant for us to assume that people that um, attend church are not influenced by yeah, things yeah. that happen on social platforms. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's what we're talking about. But before we get into the gist of it... Um, I wanted to remind you guys that, yes, we are very active. Uh, we're act trying to be as active as we can, as unsubscribed. So Joel was listing the different podcasts we've had. Please do check them out if you haven't done so. Um, and I believe we're, we're going monthly for the time being. Who knows? We may step it up and do bi-weekly or even weekly. Who knows? But at the moment, we are doing weekly, um, sorry, monthly um, yeah. unsubscribed episodes. So catch us um on spotify but also please do um follow us on social media so we are on instagram and facebook i'm not going to try and tell you the handles because i don't remember them so <laughs> save apologies from my Sorry. side um so but yeah try and find us just type in unsubscribe bright city yeah. church something will come yeah yeah right. unsubscribe bright city church <laughs> that's either an underscore hyphen i don't know anyway um but then also please do follow our mothership church or the church that we all attend which is bright city um we've got a number of different social media platforms as well <clears throat> please do check us out and also check us out on sundays if you don't have a church please come and join us we'd be happy to welcome you we are a friendly bunch we are not scary um but yeah let's get into it i'm really excited to welcome as i said christina welcome welcome thank you thank we are you. happy to have you uh how do you feel being on unsubscribe i'm excited yes it's my first time yeah yeah Good. i never thought in my life i'd be on a podcast because i'm not like a talker but 
this topic I thought was really interesting. So, Give us a brief introduction. This is like an elevator pitch. <laughs> Tell us Christina in, in a minute. Wow. Um, if possible. Well, my name's Christina. <laughs> I attend Bright City Church. I've been going since June. Uh, my dad was a pastor, so I was raised in a, a Christian household. Did not know that? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Uh, my parents are from Jamaica. I work in a school, a special needs school. Uh, what else can I say? Uh, I love Jesus. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I was baptized in the Holy Spirit when I was 18. Wow. So, yeah. What does that mean? So, basically, I feel like that's when I started my own personal relationship with Jesus. Okay. I always grew up knowing Jesus mm -hmm. and believing in God. But I think that was the time that I personally had a like intimate relationship with Jesus, and that's when it began. I would say. Oh wow! So yeah, it's the first time I spoke in tongues. And what happened like. during that time, if you don't mind me asking? So, so it wasn't like, as you imagine, like it happens in church, mm -hmm. or like you know, you fall you down fell and you under the power of Holy Ghost. It happened in my room, so I always wanted to to like be filled with the Holy Spirit because I saw it happen around me and okay. obviously I believed it but it never happened to me so I started like reading books about it and mm. then I had this one book that my mum let me borrow mm. about the Holy Spirit and I read it and then I just I just started speaking in tongues and oh, it was wow. like wow yeah it, it felt like the most one of the like closest experiences to like heaven that you can get on earth. Wow. Like I just started speaking in tongues. I was crying. Like, and that, that day, like everything changed. Yeah. Wow. Everything changed. Like my desires changed. Like I had like mm -hmm. such a desire to read the Bible and pray and like okay. seek God. Obviously it's been up and down like since then, but mm -hmm. that was the first time I would say like my eyes were open spiritually. Mm -hmm. That's so, yeah. really powerful. Cool. Yeah. How long did that initial feeling last school would you say from when you Ooh. had that first experience oh that's hard to say because it a while ago but probably a while because i remember still feeling like that when i was at uni so like 21 so a good couple of years wow. and then life happens and you kind of go up and down mm -hmm. but i never lost that i mean you mm -hmm. have like moments where the fire is burning and then mm -hmm. it'll spark off and then you get complacent and mm -hmm. then it goes up again so it's, yeah. it's a journey I think mm -hmm. but yeah. that was the the moment I would say that's really powerful that's really powerful and I didn't know that you were you're a PK yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's really yeah. cool well we've got some quick fire questions for you okay. and I might throw them at Joel just <laughs> to keep you okay. on your toes but um yeah just don't think about them just answer them as oh, quickly great. as you can okay. <laughs> yeah okay I'm gonna start with the first one texting or talking oh Texting. Favourite day of the week? Sunday. Nickname your parents used to call you? Um, Chrissy. Oh. Favourite holiday? Chris. No, yeah, Christmas. Christmas. Okay, Chrissy Christmas. I like that. Fill in the blank. Taylor Swift is? A singer. It's <laughs> <laughs> really descriptive. <laughs> uh, scale of 1 to 10, how good a driver are you? 7.5. Well, about average. Okay, yeah, okay. Average. Um, it's above average. At what age do you <laughs> want to retire? 50. Mm. Invisibility or super strength? Mm. As a superpower? Invisibility. Mm. 
Favourite ice cream flavour? Let's see. Caramel? Say a word in Spanish. <laughs> Hola. <laughs> <laughs> the most basic. Joel, favourite number? Seven. Oh. Have you ever worn socks with sandals? Yeah, I'm literally doing it. <laughs> I'm literally doing it right now. He literally is. Sliders, there's a definite, there's a difference. A I wouldn't wear buckle up sandals. <laughs> what are these called again, the, those shoes? Um, the Jesus 3000. <laughs> <laughs> there's the name and they've got like some texture at their base and they've got toe oh. grooves in them. What oh. are they called? Crocs. Oh, no, crops? I, no, Canal's got them, they're hideous. <laughs> I forget uh, their name. Anyway. To be fair, I'm glad I don't remember it. But people yeah. love to wear socks Ber with those. Birks or something. Ber Birkenstocks. Yes. Birkenstocks. Do you know those? With, I, I think I've even got a pair. Let me not lie. I've got a pair of Birkenstocks. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, name a primate besides monkeys or apes, Joel. Orangutan. Oh, okay. Why can't we tickle ourselves, Christina? Because we anticipate it. I don't Psychologist. know. Psychologist. <laughs> I love that. Okay, um, last two. What does a person need to be happy, Joel? Jesus. Right. <laughs> Pass the Christina test. <laughs> um, and Christina, who has it easier, men or women? Oh, that is so hard. Uh, probably men. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll see about it. On that note, no man's perspective. <laughs> With that being said, that thank you very much, guys. That was um, yeah, some fun. I really actually got into them. I was asking yeah. myself quick fire questions because I, I don't know, I'm just very noisy. There's even a question that said, "Do you respect Kanye West?" I was just like, like as a quick fire question. <laughs> I mean, you can so Do you? yes, okay. I respect every man. <laughs> See, I respect everyone that is a, as a, as a human being. Um, but yeah, no, I hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, and it definitely helped me to, to know who I'm talking with, who I'm on the table <laughs> with. <laughs> but no, let's get into it. So as we said, we're talking about feminism and the church. Can the two coincide? You know, has the, has feminism influenced the church? Has the church influenced feminism? Which I never actually thought about until this moment, but mm. I think there's grounds for discussion on that matter. Um, but yeah, I w before I proceed, mm. um, I would like to give a disclaimer. I am not a scholar in the, <laughs> the feminismness. No. <laughs> um, so please do not quote me. These are <clears throat> my opinions. I've studied a bit, but be um, aware that these are also my opinions. Um, and I understand that feminism and the topics thereof may be a sensitive subject. So we will do our best to, um, we will, in fact, speak uh, respectfully, even though we may have different points of view this is an open platform where we share our ideas and i believe that as christians we can have different viewpoints but still love each other so that's mm -hmm. i would just say that um yeah so let's just take a little toe dip into feminism um and you know how it looks like in the modern days um and yeah let, let me just give you guys a bit of a definition because that's really where for me, things begin is how do you define a thing? Um, and I think even some people in this day and age would criticize feminism for that from that point of view because what it was or what it's intended to be is not what some people portray right. it to yeah. be, if that makes sense. And I feel yeah. like 
that's where some people are like, oh, well, I don't, I'm not, I don't like feminism. I'm not a feminist because of how I see it represented by, say, radical feminists okay. who do just outrageous things, mm. you know, that doesn't represent the whole movement. Um, but feminism is a political movement. Um, it looks to adv- advocate for the rights of women um, on the basis of the equality of the sexes. So that's just the the dictionary, the Oxford Dictionary de- definition of feminism. And some of you, most of you guys will know that it originates with the suffragettes um, and the fight to recognise women as, well, basically give women the vote. Um, and there was since movements following the suffragette movement. Um, I even remember, I think it's history, where you see pictures of women burning bras and stuff. And I think that's where there was, there have been different waves of feminism throughout um, history. Mm. Um, and modern day now, I think there's now three established schools of thought or ideologies of feminism. Mm-hmm. Um, the, main, the main one, which we probably see day to day is like liberal uh, feminism or mainstream feminism um which incidentally is actually in some schools of thought or some critics of this movement is called white feminism because it doesn't necessarily address issues of race or class then you've got things like radical feminism and marxist feminism and then there's also black feminism or Mm. womanists and stuff so there is a lot is womanist linked to black feminism or or is it separate yeah womanist is the version of feminism that is yeah it's to do with black feminism Mm. but there is a distinction okay so black but but, yeah if i to be honest (laughs) that's the extent of my knowledge (laughs) on these matters but yeah it's yeah there's a it's okay i from from my research it's definitely political um and yeah i think it's to essentially establish women to be an equal sex, as equal um, gender. Um, but then there's so much trend, like there's so much progression, if you will, within the feminist movement, which makes me wonder how we've mo- they've moved away from its intended yeah, original or- the origins. Um, I don't know if you guys have done any research around feminism or the topics or yeah have you guys experienced feminism yeah because i had a question what is your experience or understanding of feminism at all so i initially when when i knew that he was going to do this topic i was thinking do you know what yes yeah, probably not an episode for me to be mm. on because i don't really know anything about it and mm. what what would i even say but then I thought, actually, do you know what? That's a good reason to be on it. And so even partly what I'm hoping is just, I'm mm-hmm. like, even what you just broke down there is really interesting because mm-hmm. there's a lot I don't know. And when I looked into it, it was very interesting mm-hmm. because I just know what I see, I would say, from the media mainly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so and what do what is your interpretation of how feminism is portrayed? So I think I always thought my assumption was feminism was, I guess what you defined that mm-hmm. it's about fighting for the equality of women and women's rights. Right. Which I always thought, okay, that's that's feminism. And I would say my whole life that would never have been something I would have been against. I would right. have thought, yeah, like, that would be... For me, I wouldn't view one type of human as better than, better than yeah. another one. Um, and especially as a Christian, mm-hmm. that wouldn't... It just wouldn't match up with mm. what my belief would be. Mm-hmm. What I've feel that I see a lot more now though 
which is where I was thinking maybe I've misunderstood feminism is something being advocated at the expense of men right which if mm-hmm. that's the, and i'm not saying that's feminism mm-hmm. but that was my impression of it that's how it's been portrayed. and i would yeah. say that i i disagree mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. that that's my opinion I, right. I, I feel like i don't agree with that for the yeah. same reason that i would say i did agree with what i thought feminism was mm-hmm. like equality mm-hmm. i don't think men are better than women and i don't think women are better than men mm-hmm. i think we're equal mm-hmm. i think personally um I I would say I'm at a point now with my understanding where I do feel that there's I think I think Christians call it like complementarianism or something okay. that both I guess sexes can complement each yeah, other. Right. I don't know loads about it, so I wouldn't say I am or I'm not. But the basics that I know, I would say yeah, I don't disagree with that. Mm-hmm. So I do think there are differences. Never heard of complementarianism. No, really, yeah. So it's, again, I don't know loads about it, but I think there's almost like two. different schools of thoughts but I think one school of thought is that yeah men and women complement each other but Mm -hmm. that would play out in different ways and I'm sure within that people have different understandings Mm. of how that plays out Mm -hmm. but I would say at a very basic level of what I've seen I wouldn't say I disagree with that Mm -hmm. but yeah I definitely don't I wouldn't say I don't agree with what I think I see more now in terms of women's rights at the expense of men's rights i think just from my own how i see the world and what i've researched i can see why Mm. probably a lot of women have got to that point yeah it doesn't make it right to it's almost like fighting fire with fire it doesn't make it right yeah but also if i was trying to be a reasonable person it would be wrong of me to think oh well how women even being angry about this because i think so you think that some of their anger or animosity is justified to an extent like the way yeah for sure mm. because i think it's it's like anything it doesn't mean that how some it doesn't mean that if we get to a point something is is the right way to then address Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. but also you can't deny that things of the past can create so they have a point but what how, how they're going about it is it's questionable exactly exactly but i definitely feel like yeah, in the, particularly in the media, like a lot of movies I see, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. There seems to almost be, I guess, the typical phrase would be like an agenda. Yeah. yeah. That's what I've noticed. And that's yeah. what I was thinking, oh, so is that feminism? And if that is what that is, then that's I'm not mm-hmm. sure that yeah. I buy into that. Mm-hmm. But from how you've defined it, I would say, yeah, equality, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have any, any yeah. bad feelings about that. I think, go on, Christina, go on. Yeah. What's so, I agree with you, Joel. I feel like how what the definition of feminism now is completely different to what it was Mm. so like at the beginning yeah equal rights for men and women Mm -hmm. I feel like modern day feminism is like like you said at the expense of men like oh men are trash like women like we run the world and stuff like that that like not everyone obviously and then actually researching this made me question even the original definition of feminism is it biblical okay because equal rights for men and women should different things be treated equally go on expand so like um men and women are different i know that's like controversial to say in like 2023 (laughs) but look but men and women are different so should they be treated the same it doesn't mean they're less like women are less in value Mm. and men are superior it doesn't mean women are superior that's a good question like today's feminism is like men and women should be treated equally yeah i can but do anything that are different can do. from yeah. women so yeah. why 
So should they be treated equally? Like, you I mean treated in the same way exactly like equality is not about their value it's exactly. about exactly equi- so yeah, okay they're both valued the same like <clears throat> like god said male and female are created yeah them. they're equal in his sight but they're different so the treatment should be different so for example i work in a school mm-hmm. we treat all the children differently does that mean one child's like better than the mm. other very no. very interesting some, some children need more help in this area some children need more intervention here it doesn't mean this child is worse or better they're all equal Mm. but they're treated differently Mm. and so is feminism mm. biblical it's a good question and i wonder about the difference in treatment i mean i'm struggling to see how really how i have been i suppose when we go into things like gender roles Mm. which is perhaps where people have the most gripe about treatment because that outside of that i can't really see how i've been treated differently to a man and to be honest i don't want to be treated like a man no neither i get what do you want to be treated like a woman whatever that even means it's i guess it's a a recognition that you are a different gender or you are i don't know like yeah i don't i don't see how i have been treated negatively as a woman but then again, there are... Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I, I totally see in the past women mm. have been treated terribly, yeah. which is not good. So I I agree with how women have tried to, you know, be treated better than they have. Because yeah. in the past they have been treated badly. So yeah. it's good that we, like, we can, like, work now. We've got the vote and everything like that. Mm. But there's there's almost been a push forward in, like, anything's feminism now i can work mm. on a stage oh feminism i can write a song with vulgar lyrics feminism, feminism. you know mm. it's just acquainted to anything these days well that's yeah i feel like that's a not even like a separate conversation but i think that's even another element of of feminism in that like you said it's like anything that a woman does it's labeled as <laughs> yeah. feminism which i i guess i wonder yeah what how do we define this thing because it's a it's a thing that's yeah. continually becoming um in more in more ways than one redefined and it means it's taken on different meanings mm. how how is it still true to that the, the, you know we're still fighting for the advocacy of women's rights yeah. on the basis of equality um but i found, found it interesting that you raised the point about um equal treatment and stuff yeah. like that and i mean i guess the the, the to be a, the devil was devil's advocate you know um people would say that the fact that a woman should be able to choose whatever she wants to do. I think that's mm. what their point of view is. That I, if I want to be a businessman uh, or businesswoman, sorry, and, you know, be in this high-flying job, then I should be able to do that. Mm. If I want to be in construction, and in fact, um, fun fact, actually, there's, this is International Women or International Women's Day is mm. all this month, basically. Um, but specifically, it's on the 8th of March. So mm. very interesting how we're discussing all of this. But And the focus is on STEM, so science, mm. engineering, and what have you. And I guess they're trying to push for more women to occupy those spaces mm. because historically, right. women haven't been yeah, in those roles. Yeah. Exactly. And I think some people would say that they want to be able to have choice to go into mm. those fields or areas which men have dominated. Yeah. Um, do I disagree with that? No. If you yeah. want to, go ahead. Mm. But I don't think that... But I actually agree. I also agree with you that it's not to say that women aren't different to men. Yeah. I, I agree that there is a difference. Yeah. Um, and yeah, what do you think, Joel? What was your thoughts? In terms of 
I, I guess around Christina's not redefinition or pointing out the fact that with feminism is about, I guess, sometimes anyway, women want to be. Uh, how do I put this? Basically, what Christina said about there is a distinction between men and women. Mm. That let's not be let's be clear on that. Mm. Like it's you can't argue with the fact that men and women are different. But then yeah, different want to, treatment doesn't yeah. mean looking down at one or mm -hmm. devaluing one mm -hmm. difference is good yeah i comp that concept i completely agree with that's that's where i would say my sort of mindset would be mm. because it it doesn't just apply in my mind to men and women it just applies to lots of different mm. relationships i don't think a a, a father is a better human than his son mm. but the relationship needs to play yeah. out differently they're not there's different roles that yeah. they would mm -hmm. that they would pursue and i definitely i, I guess my main experience is it is from the point of view of marriage and yeah i would say the way my marriage functions is it we me and my wife need to fulfill different roles just for life to yeah. go on where what i feel would be wrong is for me to then elevate myself and say oh because i'm a man Mm. I do X, Y, and Z, mm. and you do X, Y, and Z, but with no rationale behind it, or mm -hmm. thinking, oh well, yeah, you have to do this or you have to do that, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. To, to detriment of her. Mm -hmm. But I just think I think nowadays a lot of words and languages become very weaponized. So right. when certain things are being said, so like just to say, if you said that, oh, um, if I said, all right, as a husband, yeah, I would see my role in my marriage is to work. And my wife's role is to look after the home. That would straight away be a very sensitive mm. topic for a lot of people. Mm. Without no one would maybe even take the time to think, does that actually work for them? Mm. Maybe that's a discussion me and my wife have had, yeah, exactly. mm -hmm. and we've both thought this works for us. Mm -hmm. But so I think the language is very weaponized now, which yeah. I think is. I get the impression that then it's affecting a lot of people being open and honest with themselves because they, they're, they're feeling threatened. So I think a lot of men are becoming more sort of militant in terms of anti-women mm. and a lot of things that they're, okay. they're feeling because they're feeling threatened by how they're perceiving their manhood being sort of, I don't know, like ridiculed and taken away sure. from them. And I think it creates the opposite reaction. So words like That's... toxic masculinity and all those yeah, 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 exactly. jargon that's exactly. put out there. Yeah. yeah, people only will put up with things for so long. Yeah. And I think we're, I still think we're in a stage of it where most people in public will be willing to just keep quiet and toe the line. But I, I think if you keep telling someone time and time again, you're just because of who you are by nature, mm. you're a bad person. Yeah. It's, no one's going to really deep down accept that. Mm. But also on the flip side, I, I think there's a lot of... I know a lot of um, women who, who for example, have when they become mothers, mm -hmm. have then thought, actually, do you know what? I would actually really value the opportunity to stay at home. Mm. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I wonder if, yeah, because of the language we use and yeah. how weaponised it is, mm -hmm. that could... That could make a woman feel threatened, as in, like, oh, if I decide to do that, am I, yeah, am I taking a backward step? Mm -hmm. Is this, you know, we progress so far right. to get am opportunities? I be, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, am I being regressive in my choice? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think equality is 
the option, like it's to have options. Mm. I think what would be wrong is, let's say both of you wanted to go into an industry and then you just knew you're not allowed. Because like, of you just yeah. can't. Gender, Because you're yeah. a woman, you can't. Mm. <clears throat> I'll say that's not equality. Yeah. yeah, that's wrong. But it also doesn't mean that then you have to go into it. Yeah. To prove a point or what? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Because just there's still certain things that, you know, particularly as a Christian, I think are never going to change in that mm-hmm. biologically men and women are, are different. different. Mm-hmm. So if you just take the basic concept of like reproduction and feathering the human race, mm-hmm. women are the ones that give birth. Yeah. That's an incredible feat. Yeah. Like if me and Canel have children, I don't have to carry a child mm-hmm. for nine months. I don't then need to take time off to recover. Mm-hmm. And there'll be other things that I'm dealing with. So I just think it, it doesn't shock me why the world has played out the way it has in history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why, genuinely speaking, men have been the ones to work and provide. Yeah. And genuinely speaking, women are taking care of the mm-hmm. home. I don't find that controversial. I, I just think if you weren't being influenced by like political agendas yeah. and, and mindsets, I just think for most people, that would be a, a, lo- a thing that made sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, if you have a, a situation where you think, do you know what? It makes sense for us to do the opposite. Mm-hmm. I, I don't feel strongly against that. Yeah. I, I really feel like in my journey of faith, there's too much for me to think about for myself than to concern myself with. Sure. With, mm-hmm. oh, no, just because you're a husband, you have to go out to work. Mm-hmm. But I just think also the majority of people, if they weren't influenced, I think that would just make sense. Mm-hmm. It would be logical. Because mm-hmm. like I say, I as a man, I, I do not have to take... I don't have to carry a child. I don't have to take yeah. certain times off to raise a family. Yeah. So that, why would I not then go out and provide for my family? Yeah. Because I can. Mm-hmm. And it would be strange. I would find that strange to then think, well, my wife is pregnant and carrying my child. Mm-hmm. She, you should be going out and earning mm-hmm. the money. And then I'll stay at home and look after the home. It just, I just don't, for myself, see that mm-hmm. being the most logical mm-hmm. setup. Yeah. Did you want to jump in there, Christina? Now, I was just going to say, I think the reason, like, it's controversial to the world is because they're not under the umbrella of Christ. Okay. Therefore, everything that, I guess, Christ is structured doesn't make sense to them. Yeah. Like, so, to even say the word, like, submission would be controversial. Right. Because it's not understood in a biblical sense. Yeah. Like, the reason, like male dominance has gone wrong is because they're not under Christ. So it's mm-hmm. turned into control and power, which is wrong. Mm-hmm. And then other things. Whereas if it's under the structure of how Christ intended, intended it yeah. to be, then it would work. But mm. unfortunately we live in a fallen world with fallen people. Mm. So it's gone wrong. That's a very good point. And I, I really would love us to, to go into that of, yeah, like you said, God has created the world and it's put structures and processes and systems in place, you know, Um, and men and women are part of that. And I think he created us with roles and purposes. And I think we cannot fight against what God has intended. As you said, Joe, as a woman, I have the ability, I'm a wombed man. Mm. Therefore I have the ability to create life. And that is a God given role. And, you know, and God also talks and the Bible also talks about um, men having a level of headship, not over the woman in a way that is like 
dominating and domineering, but to protect her as a mm. shield. And someone, people would say, oh, well, why does she need protecting? I mean, come on. Like, as for me, I wouldn't, um, I'm not against, I'm not in, I, you know, let me say this. I used to be a big advocate for independent women and I can do it all by myself. But I have, in my age, have seen the value of having a man around. Mm. And let me be real. If, you know, if there was to be a robber that was to come into the house, um, I would expect my husband to go and protect mm. me. Mm. So that's what I feel like. And God made men to be stronger. We cannot fight against yeah. that. I mean, yes, if you... There will be a man that is physically stronger than a, ma- a woman. I'm sorry, a, a woman, woman that's yeah. physically stronger than a man. But that generally, yeah. men are yeah. bigger built. to look at sports. Yeah. To see that, yeah. Men have a, a physical advantage yeah, over women. Exactly. And that's just Quite a biological like fact. Yeah. You know, that's why they have this whole um, controversy against, you know, transgender yeah. men or women, or, you know, in each, yeah. each yeah. other's sports. Because we, that's, that's a yeah. big issue that mm-hmm. we're in a society that can't define what a woman is and yet wants to fight for women's rights which is another mm, it's like another point. um yeah because yeah. now this and it seems to me like there's a big discussion like you said around what is it to be a woman i mean there's I think there's, a, there's just a lot of confusion in society mm, at the moment yeah absolutely but there's there, there's a lot to be said i mean um and actually i was gonna say on the point about you know independent women and stuff i feel like the people that run with that so whenever that song was released i think it's 2020 years old i think or wow. something like that i think so um and people have lived out that all the ladies independent mm-hmm. thing and they've now able to see the fruits of what it is to be an independent woman mm-hmm. and i have noted that there's been a, a movement or a shift of women saying things like soft they want soft life Soft life means I don't want to struggle anymore. Okay. I don't I want heard to. That phrase. Oh yeah, it is. And it's actually it's very it's especially amongst the the black women. Right. Which um again, there's so much to be said about this topic. Mm-hmm. But basically, black women have run with this message of independency so much so that we are starting to see its fruits in our lives because it it's sad because actually disproportionately black women are the um the race that is un- not married i think in america it's, right. it's like one in four women will die will live and die unmarried yeah. and it's, it's scary because mm. this is the message this is the the big consumers of that sort of message mm. about independence and we would see it played out in women saying i don't need a man men are trash mm. like you were saying but the same people that were saying all of this are now saying we want a soft life. We don't want to struggle anymore. We want a man to look after ourselves. We want we don't we don't want to be um going out and you know trying to do everything by ourselves. Mm. Um, and for some women, unfortunately, it's it comes too late because they would have been, yeah, I know forty, fifty, yeah. however old. And I'm not, that's not to say people can't get married at that age, but you know, missed opportunities. They would have mm. they would have turned down good men mm. because they were like. I, I don't want to be under a man. I want to do it by myself. Um, and actually, I just, well, this is a bit of a tangent. I feel like for myself in reflection, I, it, maybe if I was like 21, I would be like, no, nah, I don't want a, a man to tell me to stay at home and stuff. But true enough, I don't want a man to tell me to stay at home. But I actually, as a woman who wants to have ch- a child or children, see the value in being able to stay at home. Yeah. Right. So do you know what I mean? Like I would... I would be I I would prefer to stay at home. I would mm. prefer for a portion of my life to be at home with my kids because I I speak to, and I speak to a lot of women who by maybe it's their choice or maybe it's not or circumstance there is that 
um, what's the word, conflict that mm. they have with trying to have a career and yeah, trying to have a children and family. And it's a conversation me and my friends have constantly, like, how do we do this? Mm. And that's why I say, like, what, what you said, Joel, about how historically it just made sense. Mm. And I still get it. Even in now, nowadays, it's mm. like the alternative is sending my kids to be looked after by somebody else, which some women don't like that. Mm. And some women don't like the fact that they have to have that choice. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I feel like how, I suppose, the message of feminism and whatnot how it plays out in people's lives is what I'm most concerned about, if that makes sense. I feel like people may have certain political agendas mm. and ideas, but you realise that they're having real-life real life effects on people. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, um, yeah, I, I often feel like on social media, people are very quick to say things and push an idea, but it's almost like a social experiment to see, oh, how will this thing turn out? Because you don't actually know how it's going to play out in people's lives. Yeah. And I feel like, especially modern-day feminism, is starting to become that, where people are just saying, well, yeah, men, men, men are trash, and this, that, or mm. women should do this, or people should do that, without actually taking thought or taking time to say, okay, what is the implications of the yeah. message we're putting out yeah, there? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I think everything in life, it has a, it has a consequence. Right. And I don't even say that to mean, like, oh, people have done it ignorantly, because you, a lot of times you... you you cannot know. Like, mm-hmm. But I just think this this isn't... My opinion isn't, oh, women shouldn't work or anything. Mm-hmm. But a consequence of more people working and earning means the cost of living, it does go up. Okay. So I think there's, there's always consequences to things. So right. I think now it's not just about um, uh, do... Like, do women want to work or stay mm-hmm. at home? Mm-hmm. I think we live in a society now where... A lot of times there's no choice. Mm-hmm. Like you couldn't, yeah. unless you're earning past That's a certain true. amount, mm. if you're in a married relationship, both of you would have well, to like work. Would have to work. Would yeah, have to work yeah. anyway. Yeah. And I think that also makes then things kind of, it complicates the issue as mm. well because it's not, I think there's probably a lot of people that would want to just have one income mm. so that you could divide whether or not you decide it's the man that works or the woman, but just so you could divide making a, earning a living and running a home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think we live in a situation now where we, we can't, yeah. we mm. can't do that. Mm. Even with both incomes, people are still struggling. Exactly. Right, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. it's just, it's just, it's not, it's not my thoughts. I, I generally haven't looked into this enough, but it's just, it's something that I've just questioned where I was, I was thinking, because I often wonder like when something's being pushed mm-hmm. as, as what I would say, like an agenda, mm-hmm. I'm always curious why. So like, what, what's the goal? Yeah. What's the, and, and I'm thinking, I feel, I feel that actually it's, I don't know, the governments or whoever, like whatever this power that you want to name it, I feel they're the ones that benefit the most from mm-hmm the agenda right. because like you said a lot of the i think they're using the word feminism yeah. but it sounds to me like from how it started it's lost that Absolutely. that yeah. root of what it's really from mm. yeah. but it's being called something mm. which it makes it sound attractive right but i'm questioning like do even women benefit from it right really yeah. mm-hmm. because it sounds like it's lost a lot of the root of where it came mm. from mm-hmm. um so it sounds like i'm not sure women are massively benefiting from mm-hmm. how that movement's going now. It seems to happen at the expense of 
expense of men, so I don't think men have benefited right. from it on an so individual level. Yeah. But I think the economy is benefiting from it mm-hmm. because you've got double the workforce, double the people working. Um, so that I'm not saying that's a good or a bad thing. It's just a question I have, right? Because I was really thinking, if something's being pushed so much, yeah. what, someone has to, someone is benefiting from yeah. this. And from what, if if women were benefiting from this, it would be problem solved. Yeah. But a lot of women don't seem happy. No. Uh, no. It would be strange for men to push this message. Yeah. So who is benefiting from it for mm. this message to keep to keep getting pushed? Yeah. I mean it's trendy like it's it's a for yeah it's a, from a social media perspective talking about toxic masculinity men are trash blah 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 all this stuff that is perpetuated it's trendy but i think from a from like zooming out you're right like what is the powers that be what do they stand to gain because clearly from a men and women's i mean yes there's small victories that women have won in terms of being able to work and stuff and mm. participate and but then outside of that, I'm, I really scratch my head to, find, to, mm-hmm. to figure out what is it that we're actually gaining yeah. from this um, message. And I often find that it's increasingly more divisive. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it's not bringing the sexes together. It's ostracizing one. Mm. Um, and and just, I think that might be the reason. Because like you said, initially, it's a good thing. Like women getting into those roles mm-hmm. that were male-dominated, mm-hmm. like science and mm-hmm. all them fields, which are good. But now I think the enemy has used it to divide men and women. Right. That's his intention. Right. Because if there's division, there's not going to be a continuation of children of the faith. Right. It's just going to be a brokenness, which I think is probably the enemy's agenda. Mm. Yeah, and I had a point just on what you were saying about um, how divisive it is, but it's very true. And I even feel like if you think about it, if... Um, if men and women are becoming increasingly more mm. divided, um, I want, like you said, where are the children? Who's raising the children? If mm. everyone's distracted, I mean, if taking, and this is not to speak against women working and stuff, like mm. my mum uh, worked and, and I was raised by maids and stuff and stuff. But if children are increasingly being raised by other people, it's like women are, or families are losing that structure, families yeah. are losing that, um, that nuclear family idea. I mean, yes, things happen and stuff like that but the fact that children are being raised elsewhere and mm. oftentimes i feel like children are being raised by social media or being raised by yeah. other outside influences mm. you know and perhaps that's a consequence of of of, of mm. um feminism or maybe not feminism but just it becoming divisive mm. um there was actually a point i had on that um but yeah sorry quickly like the bible says that like there's nothing new under the sun yeah. you just need to look back to genesis yeah what the devil did he tried to divide um yeah, hit adam right. against eve with mm. the the fruit and mm. then um when they were against each other mm. and i feel like that's what he's trying to do now pit mm. men and women against each other mm. yeah. and you start to see how it's actually inf- impacting the men i feel like oh that's the point i, was, I had a lot of the things that are said about men, if if you change the gender, you cannot say that. For example, yeah, saying things sure. like men are trash. You can easily say that and people won't even yeah. blink an eyelid. <laughs> but let a man come and say women are trash. The amount of people that will come for you. Or even more really awful things like men are used. Just I hear so mm. much negative things that are said about men. Um, and it's increasingly becoming a very hostile place. Like men mm. are even afraid to speak or share on certain mm. things and it's no wonder why you're saying how 
men are becoming anti-women you know or anti and i feel mm-hmm. like and the my biggest concern is that young men are being reared by maybe even some people that have these really radical viewpoints yeah, yeah. and yeah, that's my absolutely. concern you're yeah. almost stripping men of their masculinity mm-hmm. um things are being labeled as toxic masculinity don't mm-hmm. get me wrong there are things that are toxic that both genders do yeah but where anything that is i don't know perhaps mm-hmm. seemingly in, op- in opposition mm-hmm. to what a feminist may believe yeah. it's considered to be toxic yeah. masculinity mm-hmm. and i feel like you it's almost like those men are being stripped of their mm. masculinity and yeah. i don't feel i don't think that masculinity and femininity are op- oppose each other no, they shouldn't they, should they complement yeah, so absolutely. you should not be threatened mm. by the existence of masculinity yeah. but it's almost like we're trying to paint the world pink mm. we're trying to make everyone a woman absolutely um and anyone that doesn't and even for, I'm sure people may find this message abrasive because, and as a woman, I feel like, how is it that I cannot speak out and or not be viewed to be a, a feminist? And although I'm not saying that I don't agree with, like we're saying, the definition of equal rights for men and women, I agree with that. Yeah. But when it comes to certain other things, it's like, well, why don't you agree with us? It's mm. like everyone is expected to have the same belief. We're not, mm. everyone has to have like, um, what's the quote? No, it's, um, homogenous everyone's expected to be the same we're not Mm. um and that's where i think it's problematic Mm. anything that is it's like if you're not for us then you're against us and that's what it's so why it's so divisive Mm. but it seemed to me like when i was doing a bit of research and that i think you touched on it christine in that we can't people can't even define Mm. clearly what certain terms they're using and i think that's where this doesn't just apply to feminism there's so many topics that are coming up these days where that's the problem like what what i might mean by feminism you might mean something else and christina might mean something else and then i ask you typically see it online a lot Mm. and they're done these videos are put up for effect i get it Mm. like to attract viewers but there's all these like debates that you see right where you'll see two people mad at each other, but they're actually both using the same term. And you realise one thing that's going wrong here is you both have completely different mm. views. Like there was, I watched one video where it was a, a, a woman who I guess was labelled as a feminist arguing against a man who mm-hmm. was against it. And both were saying that, they're, that they believe in feminism. Mm. But you could clearly tell that you both have a completely different understanding because if you did, you wouldn't be... Like, you wouldn't be clashing Mm. the way you are. Mm. And I think that's a bit of a problem that happens now as well, is that Mm. terms just get thrown around and no one really knows. Or actually, I'll say actually more than that, I think it's not people don't know, but we kind of live more in a culture where you can feel whatever my definition is, that's what's the truest definition. Mm. But if everyone feels like that, Mm -hmm. then what are you debating? Mm -hmm. And that's why I almost feel like... I think as Christians, with everything, we need to be really rooted in our faith. Absolutely. And probably linked to, like, what you were saying, Tanya, in terms of, like, feminism, like, influencing Christianity. Mm. I wouldn't just put it on feminism. I would Mm. say the danger with any of these things are Mm -hmm. these things in the world have a tendency that I see that they're going towards a mindset of my truth is my truth. Right. And I think as believers, we cannot afford to let that come into our mm-hmm. faith. Because the minute we start feeling that uh, what I believe my faith is my faith mm-hmm. and apply that to Christianity, 
it falls apart yeah. because that's not what the faith is. Yeah. It's is all about. about inclusivity and fluidity. And I think all of those things are the mm. same. It's like we're trying to include everyone's point of view, but then except we, God's. Except yeah. God's. Mm. And, you know, truth is truth. I, relative truth is not truth because then it wouldn't be true in my... So, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like truth is what it is. If, yeah. it's, if it's white, it's white. If it's black, it's black. That's just... There's no um, place for debate or discussion. Yeah. Um, but one thing you said, Joel, about how some things people may say that they may not even believe, but they put it out there because mm. it's sensationalism. They're trying to grab views. Mm. But where young people or people who are very impressionable mm. will just listen to it like, yeah, that's... You know, that's... Um, that's how... So that's how I'm going to think. Well, that's a good way to yeah. think. But yeah. meanwhile, the person is not even living that out. Mm-hmm. I find it so hilarious how about how Beyonce and she's, I suppose, the ringleader of all of this. Um, and she's ruling the world, yet she's going to her man. And yet here you are. Yes, married. Exactly. <laughs> married with kids, you yeah. know. And it's it's those things. Or maybe people are like, yeah, she's a, she's a, uh, she's a boss in her house. Yeah. Let's be real. Beyonce, <laughs> the message she's putting out there about ruling the world and, you know, whatever, she's not living it out. And often case, like, people will... Her followers, and I, Beyonce is Beyonce, but, yeah, her followers are receiving this message as gospel truth. Mm. And then they're living out these consequences, which I said, like, 40, 50, 30 years down the line this message you'll regret and unfortunately those like i said it's happening all over things like tiktok instagram where women are out saying like i regret doing certain or making certain decisions um in the name of feminism because now you know i'm living the consequences and some consequences are irreversible yeah um and i find that so scary um and like you said i think as christians we need to be very careful of whatever message that we accept or listen to Mm. or even perpetuate ourselves and everything we have to do has got to be in line with the word of Mm. God. Um, And I actually want to come on to that because when we talk about feminism and there's a word that they absolutely love patriarchy or well, they actually hate it, Um, (laughs) but that's the word that's constantly perpetuated in, in feminist circles. And in, for all intents and purposes, Christianity could be viewed as a patriarchal, religion or something that perpetuates the patriarchy um and do i disagree with them Mm, i can see their ground i can see where the argument is coming from but like what you were saying i think god's intention of men and women is very different to how it's played out and Mm. i think if we really got what it was it's a beautiful thing everything that god institutes and designs is good yeah and it you know, I heard the verse so much, like growing up and you know being in in, in Christianity. But it never, it, just as I was preparing for today, it struck me so much. Like it says um, in Genesis, how he created them. God created men and women. Um, Christina, do you have your Bible? Yeah. In the image of God, he created them, and I it just struck yeah, struck me, and I I just I guess I just had that revelation that yes, God made men and women, mm. and. If we want to argue this thing about, you know, that the Bible or Christianity is preferential to men, it's like, no, it's not really. Um, maybe there are some specific cases that they want to zoom in on, but mm. then you're missing the context. You're missing yeah. even why it's even there. Mm. Like, just because perhaps it's in the Bible, it doesn't mean that it's being put as good, if that makes mm. sense. So if mm. I find a really horrific cases that are detailed in the Bible, it doesn't mean that the Bible agrees that this case happened. Does that make sense? It's like, 
um, for example, there's this scenario whereby the woman was put before um, the Jesus and, you know, she was being condemned as, I don't know, she was, the woman caught in adultery, that's the one. And you could easily read that verse and be like, oh yeah, see, that's how Christianity is, you know, where's the man, and all of that stuff. And we we miss the point, we miss why that is even detailed. Mm. Um, and very often, and maybe even in, not just in, in uh, discussing feminism, but in any topic, mm. we are too quick to come to a conclusion, but without studying the scripture or yeah. questioning or understanding or seeking context, revelation, yeah. context, why is it there? What is mm. God trying to say? Um, well, to take that, to take that mm. story, Jesus saved her life. Exactly. Well, yeah. So yeah. one of, for me, the biggest like things in the Bible that I think is evident when you start reading it is... Women are highly valued. Yeah, like absolutely. There's stories of women all throughout the Bible. Mm. They don't just play side characters or anything. Yeah. There's, there's like powerful women mm-hmm. that they're talking about. When you look at the life of Jesus, yeah. he was always surrounded with different women. They're always spoken of high regard. Yeah. Then if you look past that, the early church, women are clearly a part of the early yeah. church. Mm-hmm. They're involved in, like, the church is, is the body of Christ. Yeah. So you can see, like, whenever the body was meeting, women were also equally involved. Mm-hmm. So that's, I, I think that it's almost like a myth that's perpetual. I think post, like, the early church, mm-hmm. things, because of human nature, which wouldn't be of God, things have happened where men, I would argue, have, have abused that. Like, mm, they've, yeah, yeah. they've abused women. And mm-hmm. I do think that in life, everything has an equal and opposite reaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you abuse someone for such a period of time, mm-hmm. you're going to have a... kickback at some point Mm -hmm. so that's why i would say a lot of the anti-men stuff now i don't agree with it's not right Mm. am i surprised this here no No, not at all because there's been a history of Mm. of like horrendous oppression of women throughout the world for centuries but what i would say is if you look at the world in the context Mm. i would say christianity was probably at the forefront of bringing women sure yeah to equality yeah when you read your history books at school it's rare that you see like oh in ancient Greek times, in ancient Roman times, even in like medieval, like closer times to now, mm. that women were treated that well. Mm. But you you don't read a story of Jesus treating a woman mm, badly. No. Like mm. I say, Jesus saved a woman's life mm, where yeah. the custom would have been to stone her. Right. Yeah. So right. I just I think it's almost like a it's an unfair kind of thing that's perpetuated mm. that Christianity is against women. Mm. It's a misunderstanding yeah. a misrepresentation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To a woman first. Yeah, yeah. Right. So. Yeah, exactly. And actually that when I when I was preparing for this, um that's the the the, the main message that NT Wright he was saying that look, everything that we, we look in the Bible, we're looking at um from the point of the re- after the resurrection. And at that point when Jesus was resurrected, he appear to a woman yeah. and he told them tell them i'm alive mm-hmm. so everything should be viewed from that point of view whereby jesus was including women in mm. his in, in preaching the gospel and it occurred to me jesus was born of a woman like yeah. it's mm. there's so like you said there are so many cases in the bible where it's evident that women are not um what's it called sub sub to men they're not um uh, inferior inferior to men we are just as equal just Mm. as part of his plan um and to do anything otherwise is to miss the gospel is to miss the intention or miss the heart of god do i think like joel was saying yes it's clear that in history men human beings have Mm. misinterpreted and 
it misrepresented good in that front. Yeah. But if, like you said, if um, if we look back at Christianity, especially when it was introduced, it was very radical in its message. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, feminism and or women, how women were treated was at the heart of it. And it was showing that we are all one in Christ. There's no Jew, no Gentile, no slave, no this. We're all one in Christ. And there is no... Um, dif- how do I put this? There is no lesser value of men yeah. than women to women. That God sees us all as as one. Um, did you want to add something, Christina? Sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I was just thinking. Yeah, that's a very good point that you guys have raised. But so let's just go down this message then. So we're talking about how we can see cases in in, in Christianity where women have been mistreated, and I I do want to acknowledge it because again, it's it's. There is a reason why some people have gone the opposite way. Mm. It's kind of in rebellion, but like kicking back at what has been done. And so things like where I think first Timothy, first Timothy two verses 13 to 15, where I think the writer specifically addressing an issue in the church where it's saying like women should not, I do not permit women to speak and stuff. Um, The, the research I have done contextually, um, is not does not refer or does not give evidence to say that women should not be in roles or leaderships because that's really the main point I'm raising embracing this um chapter or this verse is because it's been said in the church that women should not be in leadership or women should not have any leadership over men um and as a result in some churches even to today women are not allowed to be on the pulpit or be in leadership um and I find it very interesting and I find it and I guess it, it's from those specific cases where I see like, yeah, people are needing to speak out against these issues, but I don't necessarily think that it's Christianity that is the issue. It's the way that people are interpreting certain chapters or zooming in on a specific verse and making it a doctrine, um, which again, misses the point why it was even written in the first place. Um, I, I don't know if you've got the... How yeah, would you personally interpret that verse? one that's quite tricky it is tricky um yeah but i would interpret it like and i've heard uh or came across certain explanations or you know breaking down of that scripture where basically the writer was addressing a specific issue that was happening in the church at the time um and also i think before then it was talking about how women shouldn't adorn themselves with jewelry and stuff is that also that same is that the same chapter yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah and the again the, the um the person was saying how the author or the writer of this specific book was not necessarily saying women shouldn't it's saying that should not be your focus um you shouldn't make yourself just to be this object of desire like you should be focusing on your in inward but that's not to say that you shouldn't like you should it's not saying like as black and white as we it's interpreted um mm. that's again that's what i came across i don't know if anyone has done any studying into the scripture or it's one of those verses that again it's just not yeah maybe maybe just because i'm a man I've, I've not felt the need to focus on it too much right. but i would say i'm anything to do with the bible i always want to make sure that i'm i'm Open. I don't mm-hmm. want to influence yeah. what is something of God, even mm-hmm. if it's an uncomfortable truth for me. Sure. Mm-hmm. So I preface what I say by saying, on a personal level, I wouldn't feel any. I, I generally don't feel any emotion about a woman speaking, mm-hmm. leading the church. It, it would be strange of me to say that. Like, 
my wife has given sermons in church. Mm-hmm. I go to a church where the, we have a the, the husband and wife pass yeah. that and both yeah. preach. So it would be hypocritical of me mm-hmm. to say, yeah, personally, I disagree. Mm-hmm. However, I would say, and I'll, I want to read the verse first and get your thoughts. Mm-hmm. So this is what I'm curious about. And I I want, I'm, I'm praying as well because mm-hmm. I'm thinking, yeah, God, do I need to, to understand this more? So it's from, it, so it's in First Timothy mm-hmm. 2. Mm-hmm. And it's, so obviously Paul's like, um, saying, where is it? There's a similar one in Corinthians, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I forget so exactly which one. one. If you can bring that up then. So in First Timothy 2, uh, let's say from verse 11, he says, let a woman learn in silence with all submission. That's going to sound controversial mm. enough. Um, and then he says, and I do not permit a woman to teach or to have authority over a man, but to be in silence. Mm. Now, I've obviously always heard the argument be that was a cultural thing mm-hmm. that was for a specific church that was for blah blah, mm-hmm. blah. and to be honest if if I just went by my own emotion I would happily accept yeah. it because I don't feel any way against that on a personal level but mm-hmm. here's what here's what just I'm curious about yeah. to know your thoughts because it go Paul goes on to say on verse 13 for Adam was formed first then Eve and Adam was not deceived but the woman being deceived fell into transgression Nevertheless, she will be saved in childbearing if they continue in faith, love and holiness with self-control. So where I'm just curious is because Paul backs up what he's saying. Mm -hmm. So it's hard for me to read it and think, oh, Paul was just Paul was just saying uh, for this specific church, Mm. you need to do it this way. Mm. Because it sounds to me like what he's saying is, yeah, there's a logic behind why I'm saying this Mm -hmm. now. It, it would even be an uncomfortable truth for me because, mm-hmm. like I say, it's not something I personally feel I would have a, a, a issue with. Mm-hmm. But I'm curious, why is Paul saying it? Yeah, why is yeah. why is he why is he given a logic if if there was no need for it? Mm-hmm. So that's I don't know what the answer is. I'm I'm interested to know what both of your thoughts on that. But I just he's he's yeah. kind of referring to. There's another. Yeah, sorry, I found the verse in. First Corinthians fourteen thirty four. Mm-hmm. The women should keep silent in churches, for they are not permitted to speak, but should be in submission, as the law also says. If there is anything they desire to learn, let them ask their husbands at home, for it is shameful for a woman to speak in church. Mm-hmm. So what do you both? Because uh, I'm, as no, women, like I I'm must very admit, curious. That is what always you both a verse that, that I've wrestled with, with. Mm-hmm. because if yeah. we if we say, like, try and I don't know, talk it away, then then we have to talk away other things that Paul condemns in. Exactly. Other people might say, oh, so point. if you don't agree with that, yeah. what about this lifestyle that Paul talks about? Mm-hmm. Exactly that, and that and that's I've that's always, kind of what mm, I feel I've, is that I've always not really known about that one. It's a very tough yeah, one because I just feel tough. if I if I'm trying to be diligent with my faith, yeah, yeah. I don't want to stray into that like you're saying, Christina, mm. or thinking mm, that's uncomfortable. So let exactly. me just make that what I want it to be. Mm, yeah, and. Because I, I think this verse is just as difficult for men and as women. It's all yeah. when we read that we're always going to focus on women mm-hmm. because, of course, it, it's going to impact. Mm-hmm. If we live that one out, yeah. it would impact women I've speaking in church. I watched various videos mm-hmm. about like different explanations, and some were that he was specifically talking to this Corinthian church because mm-hmm. there was a lot of 
women talking and a lot of disruption. Mm -hmm. But he does say before, as in all the churches of the saints. Right. Not necessarily just the Corinthian church. Mm -hmm. I've always asked, like, what did he mean by that? And I've Mm -hmm. never... Yeah, it's almost it's not clear enough it's, yeah. to have a, certain things in the Bible are just they're uncomfortable truths, mm-hmm. but you can't get around it. There's yeah. too much answer. There's too much mm-hmm. um, writing for mm-hmm. you to argue it. Yeah, this is a weird one because it's like it's a, it's uncomfortable. It is, but it's also I don't think that's that's pretty that's, clear, really. Yeah, but there's an element of vagueness that I can yeah. understand why it's always been forgotten yeah. about. Mm. And I, I don't know what what the answer is, but I just know yeah. what I personally would never want to do mm-hmm. is for comfort say, just, oh, well, well, yeah, I've been told that it was just a cultural thing. Yeah. So it doesn't, so it doesn't matter. Because I, like you said, like Paul's got a justification there. Mm. He's in here, he's like setting out a logic of, oh, this is why mm-hmm. me- women should speak and not speak. I mean, even even just in a, a question to you two, I mean, would you would you desire to speak? It's a very like personal question, well, but the, I just know from, it, from my point of view, when, I, I wouldn't desire mm. to speak in church. If I have spoken in church, it's out of obedience. I've been asked to do it, and I've tried. I've done it out of obedience, but I wouldn't desire to speak to speak in church. Well, the thing is, I feel like we've zoomed so much into this few words or few verses, mm. so much so that again, as I said, people have made it a doctrine, um, and it's all semantics. I feel. I feel right. like um, when you say the word "speak," now we are understanding it in the English vernacular, and we'll probably translate it to mean "preach," which is how it's often. Um, translated whether and I haven't gone into like the exegesis of the text and looking into exactly what the words speak Mm -hmm. if it is just utter words in church then again that to me would be like so women can't even talk Mm -hmm. in church do you know what I mean so and and that's where I feel like we need to do a lot more digging into the Mm -hmm. scripture to actually understand what did the writer mean and what is the words being used because for me like saying something like women can't talk in church yeah, which is how if you want to be as yeah, if you want to be as um, uh, what's the word literal about that particular mm. verse, then you just have to come to church silent, and, <laughs> and then yeah. afterwards, so that I can't sing, I can't, I can't do this. I, do you know what I mean? Which mm. hearing it just sounds it's like that is so much of a stumbling block mm, to yeah. expressing my love for the Lord or faith or what if. You know, if we if we are called to be prophets and apostles, and he's given he's given us all these gifts, if I can't talk in church, how are you going to hear the prophecy yeah, that's going to come? Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like I don't really. That's why that makes me wonder: is that exactly what the right or the 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 mm. um, author intended? Because if you think about it, like it says in um, I can't remember exactly where it comes from, but like I said, God gave us different gifts. If it's a gift of teaching, if it's a mm. gift of sharing the word, it did not specify men are given specific gifts. Yeah. We were all given these gifts. Yeah. So how am I able to um, practice these gifts? Mm. How am I able to do these if I can't even open my mouth in church? And that's yeah. why I say it's become of a, it's a stumbling block. Yeah. And, um, but then again, I can understand, yeah, if you literally read that verse, literally, yeah. that's how it could be interpreted. Because yeah. um, I was asking before we jumped on the podcast about things like, the things that women typically um, serve in church. So church has been, the, the, the modern day church has um, developed and now we have different departments. 
are we saying that women should point back period not be in leadership in any capacity whatsoever because if we're going to not be in leadership in one why or, or accept leadership in one sense then we yeah. cannot be in any sense mm -hmm. at all so things like the children's church department where women typically lead or the administration of the church where women typically lead or the hospitality of the church women typically lead then mm. a lot of the important departments of the church would crumble because we're not there. Mm. So, so I, I do think the Bible gives does give good examples of women in leadership, like Deborah in the Old Testament, Esther. Um, Jesus himself told the women to preach the gospel. Mm. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's difficult because the mm. verse says um, leadership over a man, doesn't it, in the Timothy verse. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, it's a tricky one. And there definitely mm. are biblical examples of women in leadership. Mm. And it says here, actually, um, in 1 Corinthians, Paul does say, but a wife who prays or prophesies with her head uncovered. So it's he's directly yeah. talking about women praying and prophesying. Mm. So he clearly does approve of a woman of women, doing yeah. prophesying. Yeah. But it's just, yeah. I feel like, for me, in my understanding of uh women women and leadership i i definitely i definitely see that within the context of marriage mm. and i definitely believe that there is a role women play in the marriage um and a role men play and it's the men have are submitted to christ and the women are submitted to the husband who's submitted to christ mm. i feel like there's an an order a protection yeah. if you will from that structure um and if we tried to do it the other way it just wouldn't work if that mm. makes sense and oftentimes even some women who seem to have a more of a spiritual leadership in the home don't like it. They don't want or they struggle with it because naturally women would prefer that the man takes the lead on yeah. those things. Um, and that's not even perhaps even women that were even grown up in the faith. It's just a natural desire to want to be, to have a head. I mean, that's for me as a woman, that's how I feel. And right. maybe someone might say, oh, well, you were raised in a nuclear family and maybe that's why I'm leaning that way. But there are other some other women who didn't have that experience but still desire to have mm. a, a man you know in leadership so but ultimately i do feel in that context yes i do think that it's important for a man to take a specific lead especially being like the priest of the family and to me that's a very special role where he he basically covers the family mm. as i described before you know when it came to um when it comes to a thief coming into the house, I would expect my husband to be the first person up mm. to protect the family. And I, I view it in the same way spiritually that he takes leadership and he covers his family. You know, that's his responsibility. Obviously, the wife prays and covers the husband, but I think there's a certain I'm going first mm. that a man naturally has. Um, I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think in terms of that, particularly in like a married sense mm. for sure i think in just uh looking outside of out of our faith just mm. i think biologically history will show you there are generally speak there's general rules that have meant the world has played out mm -hmm. the way it has like i think because of the fall there's a lot of evil in the world mm -hmm. and part of that is to do with greed and what mm. people cover and a lot of that can be taken through force right and just by the way that biologically men are made, they're usually different from women. And that isn't a hard and fast rule, I get it. Like you could, there will be certain men that you could pit against certain women and physically the woman would be stronger. But as a general rule, men have usually been physically stronger, which has meant they've been able to take mm -hmm. what they want. That's a very bad consequence of, of sin. And so I think 
it would be you'd be like denying history mm. to suggest there was no such there was no such different mm-hmm. that's not me saying it's right mm-hmm. and i actually think christianity is one of the few like systems that really makes makes ground to put an end to that mm-hmm. because i me as a christian man the the teachings of jesus would would mean i could never like use any advantage i have to try and to try and physically overpower a woman. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could do it, don't get me wrong, I could do it, but it would not mean I'm mm-hmm. a follower of Jesus Christ. Right. That's what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't be a follower of Jesus and then abuse that power. Right. So I think, actually, Christianity makes a lot of um, roads to actually mm-hmm. protect women and protect, mm-hmm. not just women, but protect anyone who might be weak or, mm-hmm. or, or whatnot. I think the world has misunderstood the idea of men being leaders, they've seen it from a worldly perspective, mm. whereas Jesus was the ultimate leader, yet he was the one who was washing the disciples' feet. Right. So I think the world sees leadership as like, oh, and Dominion. yeah, dominance. And mm-hmm. I think some men have unfortunately taken it that way, dominating and I'm in control. But actually mm. leadership means submission, leadership means sure. serving, mm-hmm. leadership means washing someone's feet. Right. Like, yes. Yeah. That's true leadership, yeah. like being like Jesus. And yeah. if if leadership was that way, then half of the things we yeah, see. Yeah, and you yeah. would be happy to submit to a yeah. man who's who's acting like Jesus. Yeah. So it's not it's not this concept of I'm the big boss. It's yeah. like you're actually the one serving, really. Yeah. At the end I, I of the think day. especially nowadays church unfortunately has it uh, unfortunately is the wrong word, but it's become a profession. Mm. Particularly in like if we look like usually we see America, that's like held up as like a Christian nation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you look at some of those mega churches, and it's mm-hmm. it's like it's being a pastor of a mega church. I'm not like calling them out, but it you could almost be like being a CEO of a company. Yeah, Prestigious. Yeah. You've got a lot of influence over yeah. people, and and I think that's how we've we subconsciously, especially in the West, we view church leadership mm-hmm. as that. So then, of course, for me to say, imagine if I'm saying. By my biological makeup, I get to have that position. Mm-hmm. And you two, by being women, you don't get to have that position. Right. Of course that's gonna not be right and it's mm-hmm. not gonna seem right. Mm-hmm. And you not you both are not gonna feel okay about that. Because right. it's like, why does Joel, just by the fact he's a man, get to have that opportunity? Mm-hmm. But I think actually that's not that's just a consequence of how church has developed, arguably to fit into the world yeah. system. Because actually, biblically, to to lead a church it's not for every it's not even just for every man it's not just because you're a man no. you lead a church mm-hmm. it comes with huge responsibility mm. i think when you actually read what you need to have everything in place to be mm. a leader mm-hmm. it's a reality is very few churches yeah. Yeah. probably have mm-hmm. pastors doing that yeah we've just accepted it it's the same way as as there's other verses that it's almost like we just dismiss that mm-hmm. uh, my point isn't oh um yeah we just dismissed this verse about women there's loads of verses that we kind of dismiss because it makes life easy. Yeah. The Bible would say if you're the leader and a pastor of a church, you can't even have unruly children. Right. But how many how many churches would mm. have a pastor? I've I've yet to hear a story, and I'm sure it exists, of a pastor saying, "Do you know what? I've got to focus on my family right now. Mm. There's stuff going on with my kids. I need to step down." Yeah. You never hear that. No. Like usually you. you we were joking earlier about like old PK, like pastor's kids. Usually mm. the joke is because pastor's kids are usually the wild <laughs> ones. Yeah. So there's a lot of mm. things that I think actually, 
biblically to lead a church, mm. it would be for the very few. And the few that it's for, I don't think you would you would desire it yeah. naturally. But I think because of what we associate church leadership with, mm. that's why it seems controversial. Because, right. if, for example, it's a job. That's going to be the highest paid salary in a, mm. if you work at a church. You're going to have the most influence over people. You're going to mm. have the most respect in your area. Mm-hmm. Um, that actually, to me, is more similar to to how the Pharisees are described mm-hmm. by Jesus, mm-hmm. not Jesus himself, who we're meant yeah. to who we're meant to mimic. Mm-hmm. So that's that's just something that I I feel also kind of comes into play with this yeah. is yeah. that it's I think leadership in church sounds more controversial because of what we associate leadership to be against what true leadership like you said washing people's feet and Mm. and almost like being the lowest of the low to serve others Mm. how many people would genuinely seek that light Mm. for pleasure i don't think i don't think many would at all it would have to be a calling yeah yeah no and i think just as you're talking i'm thinking about how in God's design, as we said um, earlier on, um, God has a plan for men and women. And I think that certain roles have, not even certain, the role that men and women both play is equally valuable and one doesn't replace the other. And I think we both need each other. And I think to myself, perhaps feminism and what we're seeing is, is, is a, I guess, the, the, the what's it called the backlash to mistreatment but i mm. think you can't fight fire with fire and i feel like mm. in order to address some of the atrocities that have been um done against women is not to go the opposite way but mm. really to look back like you got you guys have both said is to look back to christ look back at the the blueprint what was um the intention how did god intend this thing to be yeah. um because as I, from my point of view both men and women both play a very valuable role mm. and one does not is not better than the other i think um as a woman i i acknowledge that i have a, a position and a place as does a man and i don't want to to take the role of a man, yeah. neither do I want a man to take my role. I think yeah. we both have our own distinct purposes um, that God has designed. Um, and that's often also not to say that women are not only there to pro- reproduce, although that mm. you know that's one of the things, because I acknowledge that there are some women who can't reproduce and that doesn't take away your, your femininity no. at all. Um, I just want to make that clear. But yeah, I think this conversation around feminism and, and you know, Christianity is, is a very big one. And I think it's even in the coming days is going to become more prominent. Mm. Um, and like you were both saying, I think we need to to go back to what God has to say about these matters and, and constantly asking him his perspective because the world will continue to shift and the world will continue to redefine things and have another yeah. definition in a few years i'm sure there's going to be another wave of of something mm. um and i think it's about us going back to the scriptures um and making sure that we align ourselves with the scriptures yeah. and not the other way yeah. around mm-hmm. um which is probably why i feel like even when certain scriptures have been misinterpreted um by some christian leaders even to degrade women um that is also a misrepresentation and a misinterpretation trying to make the scripture suit them mm. if that makes sense that's that's another form of that um which i feel like we as christians need to guard um but i don't know do you guys have any sort of take away take away points as we're wrapping up from this mm. conversation i think definitely it's 
it's not all on women. Like you said, mm. the negative, it's definitely a pushback because mm -hmm. especially these days, there's a huge objectification of women. Absolutely. Which has kind of caused this, we hate men, we hate men, which is, like you said, it's not right, but mm -hmm. also there is some blame on the other side right. as well. With, yeah. With men. Absolutely. I think one for me is that this is another topic where I see it's going to be fascinating if we get the opportunity to stand for Jesus and just think like, what, yeah, what, how should things have been? Mm. Because even as best as we try, we're never going to get the church perfect. Right. And this is like another example where I just think, yeah, it's going to be fascinating to see like, what was, mm -hmm. what was the perfect yeah, way yeah, it should have yeah. been? But what I would say is, and I, I think this applies to so many aspects of life, my personal conviction is just that I want to just tr make sure I'm always trying my best to listen and i think the the way that the world is now is very it's, it's tempting people to just talk and to find a position and defend it right and i think if if i look at the life of jesus <laughs> he, he was literally god incarnate knew everything but yet listened to people he could have been the one man that could have just shut down any argument, mm. but yet he always listened to people mm -hmm. before giving a reasoned response. And his response was always done from love. And I've seen it in other like issues that have happened over the years on like, other kind of hot topics. And I've realized, you know what, so much debating happens. And when you really step away and realize what's going on, people are just hurting. Mm. And so yeah. like, regardless of what my opinion might be now that might change tomorrow mm -hmm. might change next week but what i would like to hope i could be is that if a woman came to me and said joel i'm being oppressed i'm mm. having this and that i wouldn't just my first reaction wouldn't just to be like oh you're wrong or mm. no it's actually this or mm. you're reading your bible i hope that i would just be someone that could listen right and just say well tell me like mm. tell me about it i just want to hear hear and understand mm -hmm. and not have to just have a reaction just mm -hmm. for the sake of reacting and I, gen I genuinely think as believers that's kind of a responsibility that we we have the guidance of Christ the world don't have that mm -hmm. and I think the more of us that can be like that whether it's topics like feminism mm -hmm. racism like even topics that are quote-unquote controversial for Christians mm -hmm. like sexuality all these things mm -hmm. I think the heart of Jesus, the example he sh he gives is to meet people where they're at. Mm -hmm. um, he didn't he didn't say, oh yeah, everything goes, but he always met people where they were at. Mm -hmm. And like, did we if I go just to wrap it up back to that story we gave where he saved a woman from adultery, he didn't say, oh yeah, that's fine, everything you did was okay. Mm -hmm. But he also didn't go straight and condemn like the Pharisees right. were doing. He met her where she was at, and then she was then able to receive anything that he was gonna Absolutely. share and i think as christians that's probably what we need to be better at because mm. i think a lot of times we're very good at just saying what you're doing wrong mm, yeah. and what you should think differently mm. without first understanding mm -hmm, like, yeah. where mm -hmm. where someone's issues coming from yeah that's good yeah that's like, a very good come point. as you are but don't stay as you are absolutely yeah. absolutely and i feel like yeah as everyone sort of mentioned i think that um the conversation around feminism and whatnot, I, I really know that 
knowing the heart of God, um, he doesn't stand for the oppression of any person, whether your whatever your gender, whatever whatever your race may be. And um and I like you were saying, I think ultimately what we see played out is people hurting and mm. of course hurt people hurt people and may not go about things, especially the radical feminist that is and, and the way that they go about things may not be right, but I think even in that God has compassion for some yeah. of the atrocities, the only all of the atrocities that the women have experienced and they're very real. Mm. Um, but again, as I think I said earlier that you can't fight fire with fire. All these matters that we're trying to address, even if they're real and even if they exist, we go back to God yeah. with a solution because clearly we've, as humans, have missed the mark mm. on what God had intended for men and women. Um, and the answer lies with him. I feel like where we miss the mark is going and trying to create our own answers and creating um, political movements from them. Mm. And don't get me wrong, the feminist movement has achieved great things in, in terms of us getting the vote and get yeah. us going to work and all these things that um, should have been a thing anyway for yeah. us. Um, but I think we should also reconsider any any and that goes with any message that we see perpetuated once again on social media or whatever. I think we should always view it in line with the gospel mm. and, and see does this represent God is, mm. does this message represent God and um yeah it's, it's just a good reminder for all of us and I really sincerely pray that all the listeners of this conversation would hear our hearts that we are just as trying to, much as you are trying to work it out mm. um and we don't claim to know anything or be perfect and ultimately we just are trying to walk this journey out and become more like Christ because that's the ultimate goal um, but I sincerely hope you enjoyed the conversation. I hope you guys check us out on the later podcast. You've been with myself, Tanya, Christina, and Joel. God bless you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Bye. See ya. Bye.